seconds too late, the SSA Rocket League podcast. And in this episode, we are talking about building a region, the SSA region. And talking with me, or with me here talking about it, is Elliot. Well, Tofu Elliot, but I think he goes just by Elliot these days. And Noob Slice. Gentlemen, that was, your, that was your cue. Gentlemen. See, I was waiting for like a gentleman welcome or something like that. You, you raised your inflection great bit. And you know what? Look, I'm very pleased to be here. This is this is actually the first um, extra cast regular <laughs> thing that I've been on. Uh, so, yeah. It's, well, it's well brilliant. Well, one day when you're very famous, you can look back and go, holy shit, that's where it all started. Absolutely. All right. So, okay. So, so a brief rundown here. Noob Slice is a South African. He is the regional manager for Rocket League for for RLCS SSA, and and Elliot is um, the founder, co-owner. He'll he'll clarify exactly what he is there. But of Dream Team Productions, who have taken on the broadcasting of SSA Rocket League. They did uh, the Winter Split Regional One, Regional Two, and will be doing Regional Three coming up and I wanted to get them in together because we're going to talk about how we grow Rocket League for this region how we make it into a powerhouse and I think it's two wonderful elements sides of of the coin here the, the actual driving of the game and then the broadcasting promoting of the game um, so there you go that's the introduction to the guests and I think I should preface this and Noob I'm going to start with you um, but but I should preface this with everything we're talking about is a little bit from from our perspective like solving we're now solving first world problems a year ago the scene was under major threat there was no real incentive for people to grind there was hardly any competition there was only vs gaming and a lot of the top players were going well what's in the what's in it for us a bunch of them retired as we saw with the team out of retirement who came back in so noob slice tell us about so what what is your actual job being regional manager of hey. Rocket League. Hey, yeah. Um, thanks for, for having us on, Gray. Um, this is a very cool and exciting topic to talk about. So before I get started, just big thanks to you as well for everything you've done, but we'll get to that as well. Um, regional manager, pretty much I've been tasked by ESL to run all tournament operations in sub-Saharan Africa uh, for the RLCS, the Rocket League Championship Series. And so that pretty much doesn't only involve the RLCS, but also any discussions with tournament organizers for, you know, discussions around uh, fair use of content, whether it be um, community guidelines and following those community guidelines, um, maybe even choosing the best times to run their tournaments so as not to conflict with now the new SSA program for RLCS. Pretty much just across the board, being a chairperson for the esports side of Rocket League in the region, which is which has been incredible because it's it's you know introduced me to so many amazing people in the community and beyond. Um, so yeah, really okay. Strange. So as the regional manager, I'm going to be firing away with questions and I'm sensitive to and appreciate that there will be some questions you can't answer fully, completely or at all. Um, so as those happen, you just tell me, but uh, I'm going to fire the questions and hope for the best. Okay, great. Where are the worlds, Dylan? Where are the worlds? Tell us. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm going I'm to put up a list of things I can't say on the wall behind my camera. So I can yeah. just, you know, remember, you can't say those things. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And then, okay, then, Elliot, let's bring you in now because you... Uh, you, you and Dream Team Productions, you, the Sunderland, and I, Sunderland, and I know a bunch of other people have been involved, have just been incredible in terms of, of 
bringing a high quality broadcast and, and hopefully we'll talk in some depth about exactly what you guys have done. But tell us the story from your perspective, how an, how an Englishman is suddenly now involved in sub-Saharan Africa and, and wanting to be a part of growing the region. Oh, that's an, in, it's an interesting one. Um, so yeah, obviously last September or so, um, just as the season was sort of getting announced, getting underway, we, we heard, obviously, us as a production company heard that SSA was running a community stream uh, for the region. Um, and, you know, we were encouraged to apply for it, but we, we just sort of didn't really feel comfortable at that time. Um, for a couple of reasons, you know, like part of it was that we, we were quite busy, obviously working with Williams Resolve and, uh, and BS Plus. Um, and the other thing was that with, with a volunteer run, we as a company um, are like part of our main ethos is that we don't offer voluntary work and we just didn't really have the capital to self-fund anything. So we left it to other um, tournament organizers, to other production companies. And, you know, there, there were a couple over the uh, full split. And, and I, I know a lot of those guys as well, of course, at Seasonal Shootout and Videon. And, like, uh, I've spoken to a lot of them about the region, and they all want, like, nothing but the best for it. Um, but it just it didn't seem to be a good fit. And I think part of that was just, like, teething issues and whatever. But um, whatever it was, you know, like, we, we came in in January, obviously, uh, Ryan Greybeard, as you know, like we we had many conversations about it, and and it was through talking to you, and obviously through talking to Dylan, who you introduced me to, uh, Noob Slice, the the other man in the room, the the regional manager, that I realised how much uh, passion, how much energy there was. Just like the region is bursting at the seams with so much love for the game, and it was it was talking to you guys that really got me inspired. Um, Grassroots. Sorry, I'm I'm rambling on here, but no, I'll be no, done no, in a go, second. Go ahead. <clears throat> it's you know, grassroots esports e is part and just such a big part of why we do what we do. Chris and I, uh, that's the Sunderlad, and I. We <laughs> it's mm. it's funny with everyone's dual names, but we started off obviously in the Imperial Esports League, which is a big community league, um, and and we've done so much like uh, stuff at the grassroots level, and so having another project that we can really help to sort of take to a, a, a good level, right? You know, it's like, this is RLCS still. There is so much potential here. And seeing how much the, the guys in the region wanted it, how much, you know, how much energy there was, passion for it and love for the game and the eSport, like it just drove us to really want to represent the region well and sort of make a loud statement and say, you know, like we're here, SSA is here, like we won't, you know, be ignored or anything like that. Like we want people to stand up and pay attention. And honestly, I think that's what's happening because every single regional that goes by, every day that goes by, we get more and more people saying like, man, SSA is my new favorite region. Like it's oh. so entertaining. And, and, and in a way it's, it's, it's almost like you've, we, we, we kind of set a bit of a, an emotional trap for you because uh, you, <laughs> you were brought in on, on the premise of coming to help out a little bit. And then now suddenly you're emotionally involved, which is, which is fabulous. And I feel no guilt about it, but it's, uh, you know, now, now there's a proper attachment and, and, and it's been wonderful to see how how passionate you've become about it the, the the two of you and everyone involved to make it work it's awesome so so 
as we get as we go off here thank you very much for that and uh, and and i'm going to come back to you in a moment because we i want to talk about where we go what more can we do in the future but dylan mm-hmm. i've, I've got to ask you about um we were chatting a little bit before we started recording and i kind of want to bring that out because i want to know from you what this has done for rocket league in south africa if we, if we look back to a year ago and where the scene was and and what has happened with the introduction of rlcs into our region yeah so i can start on that topic by kind of prefacing that i personally wasn't very involved in rocket league before now um and the little bit that i was involved in was an incredible insight into the community and to how you know the community was carried on the shoulders of quite a few individuals you know a massive team effort to continue the efforts um, to keep rocket league alive because as you mentioned there was maybe one opportunity a year you know and when i was still working at atk arena we ran a, a fantastic tournament and in that time i got to meet some of the most incredible individuals and yeah the rlcs coming in has really given players something more than just you know maybe a weekend away in johannesburg you know in september it, it's giving people a chance to actually network first and foremost i think you know people will jump at the prize money first but i'll kind of argue and say that being in the rlcs main event discord and some of the players being able to play with international casters and international players and being recognized on a global scale is really introducing the world to our narrative We've mm. seen that with, with Mena. We saw Sandrock Gaming go and have an absolute slam at the, the four major. And just what that's done for optics in the region, you know, and, and the, the consequences of that are incredible. And that's what we, we want to see, you know, as much as, you know, it's going to be great as well for, I mean, some of the top teams, Orlando Pirates, you know, having won three out of the, is it four out of five now? It is. It's four out of mm. five regionals, you know, also making some great bank you know, at four and a half thousand dollars per regional for the team, there is that opportunity. But beyond that, I think it's just incredible that, you know, SSA is starting to become recognized as a region and that'll open opportunities for teams and players just beyond, you know, even prize money. Okay, great. And so what we have, again, just to emphasize how different the scene is now to what, to what it was six months ago, you know, when there was nothing, now suddenly RLCS. But now we've gotten over the excitement of that, of, of wow, we've actually just been seen, you know, we've been noticed in the corner of the room. Um, but now we want to look to a future. How do we, how do we get... Uh, noob, a few conversations we've had, you know, you're trying to get much greater numbers of teams signing up for the qualifiers. So a lot more people, and that's been a bit of a struggle getting the game to the people. So we need thousands of people coming in at the bottom. So, so Elliot, if we can start with you and I, and I don't know how much you thought about it, but how, from, from your end of things, and I'm going to come to Dylan about how he thinks it can grow, but how do we grow a region? And I love the uh, the tagline, and I think I think you came up with it. Um, I hope I'm not miscrediting that. Is you know smallest region, biggest hype, and 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 it's so true. And 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 we're so desperate to to show ourselves in the world. How do we take it? What does it take to make it explode from here? I I, I on genuinely, we just need more eyes on, and that's what we're we're starting to see now with the sort of. Uh, obviously, last last regional day three, we got a massive raid on Twitch. Um, thanks to Nish, obviously the regional manager over at the APAC mainstream, um, who who sent over sixteen and a half thousand viewers, and we Not maintained we maintained nine and growing. So that was amazing. And yeah, massive shout out to Nish, who uh, is just a phenomenal person. Like, and as are all of the regional managers, as far as I can tell. Um, not having met all of them. Um, but yeah, ta- tangent aside, 
I I think that that's the way to go, right? We we obviously had a huge misfortune in in getting banned by yeah. Twitch because they thought we were viewbotting or some other automated system. Just saw saw something. They a can't bit fishy. be. They can't possibly be that many people <laughs> interested in sub-Saharan Africa. It must be bots. <laughs> it, it it felt like that, didn't it? And I think that it's such a like, it's it's it, it. I think it'll be a good thing when we look back, right? Because it's just such a funny part of the underdog story that has been SSA development, and you know, it's it's part of what makes the region so attractive. And that's why I say that the only thing we need is eyes, because for the same reason I was saying earlier that every person I speak to, like. And the same with me, of course, is I didn't know what SSA was. I didn't care about it. And now mm. I've watched it and I've seen how much love there is. And it's just captured me emotionally, you know, so, and that happens to people as soon as they get exposed to it. So how does that help us? So, okay, so we, let's say the third regional, we get a rated again, we, we get 10,000 viewers. How does it help sub-Saharan Africa if 10,000 non-sub-Saharan Africans are watching our stream? Well, oh, so like it's it's just... You know, obviously, money it breeds money, right? And it's the same with everything, right? If 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 you can get more numbers in terms of viewership, then on a just simply financial side of things, right, it's gonna be a lot easier to to grab a sponsor and get people on board financially. The more financial backing you have, the more you can pay your production staff, the more stuff you can do on the production end, the more you have available to you to do things like extra tournaments, right? Non-RLCS related tournaments. Maybe we could start hosting a big Sub-Saharan African like um, inter-country tournament or, yes, you know, the ideas. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> they, there's so much to do, mm. right? There's so much. But the problem is money, right? It's capital. Where where are you financing this from? Because the the sad, simple truth of life is you, you got to have money to make money. And so mm. with that exposure, you know, it comes all of the things that you need to financially drive a region and it becomes a self you know sort of propelling vehicle mm. but you can't have that if you don't have a region that is going to capture the hearts of the people who are exposed to it once they are right and that's what ssa has in buckets and spades it's such a region full of full of lively um it's it's really authentic that's the word i'm searching for right i, I hear this a lot is like it doesn't feel corporate at all right it doesn't have this like corporate gloss it has something where all of the people on the panel the production that all the people working behind the scenes all the admins really genuinely care about it and our feedback is that people can feel that they can just feel that energy in the streams in the productions in the gameplay and it just makes it so emotionally addictive. Jesus, Elliot, you're 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 sitting there talking, and I'm now getting excited about a region I'm in. I love it. I'm already <laughs> excited about it. It's fantastic. Okay, well, it, it bears mentioning since you've raised the issue of money and finances that up to this point, uh, Dream Team Productions have self-funded this, and what that means, and 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 you mentioned the point very briefly as you started talking that you don't do um, sort of free productions where you get people to work for nothing. So so everyone involved. Um, in terms of talent and, and designers and people behind the scenes are being paid and they're being paid out of pocket at this point by, by Dream Team. So it's not just an emotional investment. I mean, there has been proper commitment in terms of money. So it, it bears mentioning and props and, and Elliot to you and Chris and and the, the Dream Team peeps, thank you very much for that. Um, I don't want to belabor it, but it's, it's acknowledged, it's seen and thank you. 
Um, and, and and then now noob slice over to you for what what are your biggest challenges in growing growing the region from a player base point of view from finding teams to get involved and and sign up for qualifiers so it all kind of plays into each other right if we have a a more persistent coverage and we get the hype and you know word of mouth about the region then players will hear about it communities will hear about it news articles um podcasts you know anything that will raise awareness will sort of indicate towards players teams and countries that they can participate from outreach we are not actually able as regional managers to do outreach on an official level to you know get more more teams in because we're not part of the you know official communications team and there's just some legalities around that that we were warned about quite early on on taking the post of regional manager but okay. that being said we've still gone behind the scenes and we still sent some dms right to some mm. people to say hey i'm you know we've seen such massive growth with reunion because we have an, uh, one of our admins is super involved in the reunion esports scene and has been able to you know put out messages and constantly jump onto boards and has gotten banned from a couple of discords and you know facebook groups because they've made that <laughs> effort um but as well i think that you know the optics again is what's important is it's important to know that the reason why funding for broadcasts and everything is so kind of tight this season is because we don't have an official broadcast mm. in psionics you know if that wasn't clear to anyone listening um, and that's because we've been given the opportunity as a almost non-full participant of the RLCS, where we are being given prize money, no spots at the majors, no official broadcast, but we do have two spots at the wild card at the world champs. So also it's important to note that we are almost a trial. This is a trial for our region to get complete inclusion. And when we do, and when we're included on the social media, you know, plans and things like that a little bit more, that's when we'll see the growth of numbers in a huge way, because we'll be able to reach the fan that's played Rocket League from since they were bronze one all the way up to, you know, GC or mm. SSL or whatever they might be. And that is, you know, how you get people excited, you know, direct outreach, you know, is not always as easy as it seems because we don't have the people necessarily in certain regions. But I believe that, you know, through what Elliot's doing and what DTP is doing and working with us is they're accelerating that process. And that's why our partnership has been what it has been extremely um, organic, extremely wholesome, mm. because um, I did I sat back and I felt quite useless for a while. I felt very inadequate because I'm not able to bring numbers and people to um, or hype to the region as a regional manager because I deal with registrations and that's about the extent of it. So. Yeah, now that we've got Dream Team Productions on board and we have this understanding and relationship going forward to build the region, we're now able to put a lot of little cogs, start a lot of cogs spinning, okay. which are now going to grow those numbers. To have PWB, shout out to shout out to those guys, incredible Rocket League team from Union, to mm -hmm. have them do what they do on a stream, right, at the level of production the DTP put it on, has now gone and inspired reunion teams. I've had a reunion person reach out to me and say, hey, love the stream, can we perhaps get a French broadcast? Yeah, yes. That's just... That just goes to show you that the small bit of influences spark larger influence, or maybe not larger, but other nodes of influence. So like, just to summarize it, at some point, we'll get the official green light in terms of you know being fully publicized by uh, Psyonix. Until then, um, I think that what we're doing with DTP is a great way of growing it uh, and growing hype. Okay, well, you, you, you alluded somewhat to like we, our status now. We're uh, sort of being supported, but we're not like a full member, a full member nation or whatever the terminology would be. Uh, Gregan on a, on a stream about three weeks ago sort of casually mentioned, oh, yeah, it's going to be restructured in the new season. And 
and and there's going to be the involvement of SSA is going to be different. So so tell us what you know about that noob slice. Um, I plead the fifth. <laughs> um, but yeah, but honestly, uh, I have no knowledge of of future plans for SSA. But okay. I do think that the region has shown this this season so far. Right, we're about to end the second leg of. Mm. It's shown that it can maintain a good roster of RLCS pointed teams. And because of that, I think that we are in good shape to be able to have major spots, even mm. if one, even if we need to maybe go into some sort of qualifier with maybe some of the other minor regions to be able to get a spot. Um, I cannot, though, comment on any official plans. Uh, I have not been made privy, nor am I. would I be at liberty to share that information. Sure. But it would be really great, I think. And I think the region has shown that it is ready for, for that step up. And I think... Our our performance at the wild card will also pretty much make a good statement. Mm. Uh, we've got teams that are able to compete at the highest level, and that you know having those spots at the major will be that draw point. You know, it'll be that negative vacuum that will draw teams up from the high schools, the grassroots, the entry level mm -hmm. players, all the way up to the tier two, tier three, tier one. So it'll all again just be a part of that machine. All right, good. Well, I I, I was I was trying to squeeze you. I was I was hoping to make you slip something in there that. But you know, it, it's a fine line we're walking here because obviously we want to get information, but I also really would not like to get you fired. So I'm walking a tight line here. Um, I do think, and 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 what's come across to me is we've been given. We've at least been given a seat at the table. And it feels a little bit like the kids' table. Like when you go to a party, there's that sort of small plastic table where all the kids are sent so the adults can talk amongst themselves. But we're in the room and we have a seat. And now and now we've got to we've got to do our part, which is get as much hype going through through on the ground work, the sort of stuff you would do, noob slice and you know, trying to get teams signed up and get more registered and, and running an excellent tournament. And then Elliot on the other side bringing the massive hype and the high level of uh, production value of to showcase this region in the game and to that point and and, and I don't want to make you too uncomfortable in, in in terms of blowing your own horn or maybe you are very comfortable blowing your own <laughs> horn but but I'd like to get a sense of of what you have put into making the productions what they are what they have been and where you're taking it for regional three. Oh, that's, a, that's an interesting question. I, I mean, January was a long month, put it that way. We, <laughs> I think from start, from from the decision to consider taking on SSA, I think that, I think you messaged me, Ryan, on the 29th of December or something. Um, and then up, up to the regional somewhere around the, the 20th or something. I've honestly, like, almost blocked it out of my mind it was such it's a all a yeah. <laughs> i think it was the 21st or the 23rd it must have been that first regional um those three weeks we i mean obviously chris and i just on the back end were working flat out like harder than we've ever worked on anything before and a lot of that was sort of back-end communication stuff you know we were going back and forth with obviously esl and psionics and trying to establish what we could and couldn't do. And, and you know, honestly, props to both ESL and Psionics. You know, if, it, if anyone's listening from either company, a genuine shout out, because, like, we have not been the most docile of, of creatures to work with, you know? Like, we've been sort of quite, quite forceful. We've been nipping 
at their hands quite a bit trying to you know can we can we get sponsors can we do this can we do that can we expand what we're doing can we get you know support can we get some raids can we get things like this and can we get drops and and to their credit you know they've they've allowed us the space to to sort of go out they've allowed us now to go and approach some sponsors so hopefully we can get a bit more funding um they enabled rlcs drops beyond the content creator ones as well so we have official rlcs drops in the region uh, which is absolutely phenomenal obviously they're really important um to the fans as they watch through the splits um and obviously that raid um once again shout out to nish like absolutely massive and i think that's the biggest thing they can really do for this community at the moment and part of me genuinely thinks right you know like you were saying right we're on the plastic table we're we're on the garden chairs you know sit, sat around the uh the dinner table but i think in the long term it's better um because what we've got is like and dylan is the perfect word for it that you used earlier is it's it's very very organic mm. um it's it has flowed forth from the sort of well from the spring of the endemic talent of you know obviously all of you guys who are super invested from the region and it's captured people who genuinely want to support the region and help it grow and i think that I think we're all pretty confident at this point that it will be taken into the fold and it will get an official channel, whether that is next season or, or, or not. We won't know until later. But I think that once it gets that, it's going to have something that the other regions didn't have to the same extent. And that's the, the level of hype and, and genuine, authentic love for the region that came out of a product of mm. its sort of organic seeding. Um, and I, I think it's gonna. I just think it's gonna blow up. I think I think Psionics as well perhaps had insight into some of the newer regions coming straight into the RLCS without this almost year trial period. And I think it's actually gonna give us, you know, a, it's a blessing in disguise in the yeah. sense that it's gonna give, like you said, natural seeding. There's gonna be a, an ability for teams to find their place to understand what they need to do to be able to achieve. And if the sooner that we can communicate to the community that there is going to be stakes to play for next season. We'll see an even more explosive growth in the region currently. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, maybe blessing in disguise. Mm. I think that you know, Sonic's taking a risk with the region. They know the player numbers, right? They know exactly how many people play their game. So kudos to them as well for you know wanting to say a global esport mm. and actually including Africa. That is something that most publishers can't say. We've got we've got good things to look forward to. Yeah, and 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 it bears emphasizing that 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 was really huge because probably if they looked at the numbers, they would have been justified in excluding SSA uh, for the time being and saying, you know, we'll relook at it in a year or whatever. But they went, you know what? Let's let's at least extend, let's uh, support and see what comes of it, and which which makes this even more important that we take that sliver of opportunity and just be, become a voice that we can't, that can't be ignored which which i think we're doing very well at and uh and elliot i have to just address the uh, uh one of the my favorite innovation in the broadcast and i would be i'm going to be so surprised if it's not copied the world over is is this is the stats corner uh it is such you know they've always they've been stats people who sort of feed live stats to the casters so casters can say oh to die for use this much boost or snowy's moving faster than the other players which is wonderful as a caster, but to bring them in as their own segment has given so much depth to the game. And, and if you're a stats-minded person, that's just... 
uh, it's a statsgasm, really, because there's so many things to talk about. <laughs> and, uh, and 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 yeah, so so big prop, props to you. Uh, and 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 I'm hoping that feature continues into into regional three and beyond. Yeah, oh, well, it definitely will be. And we have various other innovations that we're intending uh, to bring forward. And, and you know what? This is exactly what I mean when I say that I think, in a way, it is a blessing in disguise. It, it, it is um, going to benefit the region in the long run because we have a freedom that ESL don't have, right? In, in all the other regional broadcasts, ESL <laughs> have to keep it, you know, spot on brand. And, and mm. we have done our, our very best to replicate the RLCS feel in terms of quality, in terms of the aesthetic, in terms of the overlay and everything, we wanted to be absolutely perfect so that SSA could could go into it, right? To have a stream that genuinely reflects what RLCS should be. Um, no. But beyond that, we have our freedom to innovate. And that, that's something that really, really inspires me. And, you know, it, it stemmed from, actually, obviously we have uh, Joe and, and um, Taylor, uh, that's Atronal and Jota, uh, our statisticians and we 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 brought um Achenor in as our statistician and he just couldn't do one of the days in the first uh regional so we we asked uh, he asked Jota to cover for him and then and then we thought you know we we already knew that Jota for example um is a caster and a, and she's a host as well and so we knew that she could be comfortable on camera on the mic and we thought it'd be great to get her on the show as well but we don't really have any spots right now right this is the problem there's so many upcoming talented members on the production community casters and everything that we want to give shots to we want to help build hype um and so we thought hmm, maybe we can bring her in as a stats reporter of some kind right mm. because everyone loves the stats the casters are loving them it really adds depth but the casters can't use all of the stats right yeah. i mean a lot of people don't realize because they are never going to see it but there's just pages and pages of statistics that these guys are churning out rapidly throughout games, before games, and there's too much to talk about. And so, you know, if we bring them in, and I just thought, well, instead of a stats reporter, we have two statisticians. What if we have some sort of segment, right? And then it all kind of came together. Dictionary Corner, obviously, is the mm. segment in Countdown that it was sort of, we got the vibe from. And, and honestly, I think that Jota and Joe are just such wonderful mm. hosts of stats corner they have a perfect vibe and they're rocking it everyone has positive feedback for this and yeah i i have no doubt it's going to be copied by all the other regions as well <clears throat> absolutely it's and, and and there's so much you can do with it so and as the potential is fantastic but again let's emphasize so those are two pretty much new talent being brought in that are being paid they're not giving up their work for free and 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 right now this is being funded out of pocket and i and i say that with some sort of deep hope that a that a sponsor has listened 30 minutes into this podcast and gone we should be sponsoring that but uh, we'll see it will every little bit counts all right so now let's talk about uh the i guess the medium term future and noob slice sorry where did you say the uh uh the winter major is going to be the winter major has already been confirmed i believe where 
Winter, I'm, I'm just making sure I'm not getting this. <laughs> oh, I'm so setting you up, Noob Slice. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're asking me things that are already public to the point where I'm just going to assume everything is public. Yeah, the, the, the Winter Major is 36 days away and it's happening in Los Angeles at the YouTube Sorry, I, lie, I beg your pardon. I completely cocked up my question. My question was, sorry, uh, Noob Slice, where did you say the Spring Major is going to be? Ah, uh, there we go. The crutch yeah, for the real <laughs> Damn it. I've totally ruined it because I was trying to I was trying to ambush him and it's not gonna work now. No, it's definitely not. I actually <laughs> know where that is happening, but unfortunately that's not public knowledge yet. Um Okay. Oh, he loves it. He loves oh, I know, right? Oh, I'd really, I'd love to tell you. I really, really would. Okay, fine. Well, <laughs> what I, I know, <laughs> I do know. Um, what I, what I, I really, really wanted to go to the Spring Major, assuming, and I'm, and it's a big assumption, but I'm assuming it's going to be somewhere in Europe, um, just given how things are with the, the 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 next one being in LA. Um, but then there's going to be Worlds, and I'm assuming again that's going to be North America. I think it's been, I think Liquipedia says North America, but where there hasn't been confirmed. And I wanted to go to Europe to the Spring Major, but then. Because traveling to America from South Africa is such a ball ache. You know, it's 26 hours of travel, the the massive time zone change, it's, it's more expensive and all of that jazz. But in truth, that's where I do need to go. We're gonna have we're gonna have two sub-Saharan African teams over there um, trying to trying to get slots into the main event. And it just seems it makes more sense to go there. But I wanted to talk uh, uh, and get your thoughts, Noob Slice, and then and then Elliot. Assuming that we still have uh, pirates and bravado, of those players, I think two of them have been to a LAN. And I just want to, for a moment, imagine the bizarreness of ne- having never been to a LAN, and the first LAN you ever go to is the World Championships of Rocket League. <laughs> I mean, noob, what the hell? So, I mean, for even my, out of my experience, I've been to, you know, multiple lands for leisure. I've been to lands as a spectator, but only locally. And I think as you know, as much as I know, that doesn't compare, like even to what international lands look like. So even, you know, for myself, I'll be traveling to the winter major as I'll be helping there. For me, that's also going to be my first foray into a a global land. So never mind Mm -hmm. from a competitor's Mm -hmm. point of view, I think it's going to be absolutely incredible life-changing. And I think, again, it's going to be one of the things that's going to turn some wheels, right? They're going to come back, they're going to share their photos, they're going to tell the stories, and that's going to be another motivating factor for the top 16 teams that are already in the SSA circuit. Um, And also just the experience, the, the big match mentality or the BMT, the big match temperament that you need to be able to play across or even in a room next door to a player, right? Instead of, you know, playing over the internet where your mom can bring you a cool drink and a plate of food, you know, in half, at half time, right? Not that there is such a thing in Rock League, but mm. that whole kind of out of your comfort zone and having to be a professional athlete outside of that zone, that is going to be incredible. And I think that that experience as well is going to spark a lot of good things for developing the region. All right, and Tofu, I mean, what, what can to die for and Darth, who are sort of 16, 17 years old, expect from a, from a world championship Rocket League LAN event? 
bro, I don't know. I've never been to a World <laughs> Championship Rocket League ladder event. You know how envious I am of yeah. everyone who gets to go to LA. I wish I could afford that. It's, unfortunately, we just, you know, it's it's real tough. we got to wait, and I'm hoping the next one's in Europe so I can at least go to that. But we're missing out on Worlds, and honestly, Greybeard, like I can speculate, and especially to be at that young age, mm. it is going to be very overwhelming, I imagine. And, and sort of very tangentially if you'll allow me to digress slightly i think this is a good opportunity to sort of promote that we teach more young people mindfulness right and this energy of taking in a, a real appreciation for the present moment because my my main worry is not anything to do with rocket league but it's that these mm. young people will look back in five years or 10 years and think like, man, I was at a world championship when I was 16 as a player. And, uh, you know, maybe I, I know that when I was 16, I, it would have flown past me. I, I wouldn't mm. have really savored any of it in the right way. I probably would have been an anxious mess the entire time. So mm. in that sense, my, my only real hope for all of these young players who get to go and play on the world stage uh, is that, you know, they have some support in terms of their wellness, in terms of, you know, their ability to really be there and and to appreciate the moment that they've been given here because this is just something else it's going to be it's going to be so epic and I, and I can't wait and the, and the reason I'm sort of taking a deep breath and and going to find the money to go is i i, I just want to i, I want to I want to be there and, and almost um, vicariously share their experience mm -hmm. and and just to see them at that sort of uh, at that at that sort of an event and, and with that prominence and be, and being thrust and just to see them go through the experience. I, I, I so badly want to see that and to be a part of it and, and share it with them, uh, you know, half a degree or so removed, but uh, how, how awesome it will be. What, and then as, as a comment, what I've really enjoyed as, as an older person involved in a, in a young man's, a young man's, a young person's activity, I should say, is with the region the last regional, when, when, when the Twitch channel was banned, I was amazed. I, I got uh, Snowy's dad and Darth's dad reaching out to me directly. Like, Hey, what's going on that, you know, the, the sort of sense of panic of, you know, they were clearly watching their kids playing Rocket League in this really important thing and suddenly it was cut off. And I, I was, I, I took such a, that was such a proud moment for me that to have their parents, you know, like, hey, what's happening? What's going on? Where do you know that we, we, we've got to see? And Darth's dad in particular was fantastic because he says, I can't, I can't ask Darth anything because he closes his door and we won't see him until the tournament's over and we're not allowed <laughs> to talk to him. <laughs> but there was that level of involvement and it was just awesome to see. And I hope there's going to be more of that. And I think importantly, and I hope what's being uh, a message, the general message being communicated here is, you know, the level of commitment from from Elliot and team uh, Dream Team Productions, and and Noob Slice as the regional manager to and and yes he's you know this is his job to do it but uh, in all the conversations we've we've had with him you know he's properly committed to making this go he loves Rocket League as as, as much as the rest of us is so the message that we want to come out of here is we want to make this go and we want to recruit people to the to the cult army of rocket league sub-saharan africa so if there's any way anyone listening to this feels that they want to be involved at whatever level and whatever 
reach out. Let's let's get a massive movement going. We've started one. Let's grow the momentum and just make ourselves and 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 and. A voice that just cannot be heard, uh, ignored. You know, it's uh, uh, deafening to the global community. And and so, if there's anything you feel you want to get involved in, please do. Mm. And uh, so, as we come to the end of this now, so Elliot, I don't know your any closing thoughts. Well, just to jump on what you just said quickly, you know, specifically anyone in the region who is a graphic designer, especially with any interest or specialization in logos and things like that, then uh, I would love to bring in um, someone with, you know, obviously a connection to the region to help us rebrand the logo for the Coliseum, which is the Twitch channel uh, that we host the RLCS streams on, because that logo is definitely cheap and cheerful from back last <laughs> summer when we had to get it done in a rush and it would be fantastic to work with some more endemic talent and give it more of a, an appropriate level of quality now that we're we're bringing the region the the real main event fabulous and then uh, noob slice yeah i just think in closing um we're going to see some really incredible things come out of the region and the players you know the ones going overseas and the ones not i think that you know through the combined effort of the community like i said before people like dtp people like yourself we're really going to see this esport you know see new heights because we've seen firstly you know prize money like the the region's never seen it mm. showed me show me another esport that's given out this much money in in this kind of um, you know time mm. span it just has not happened for south africa i know we're ssa but our main region being south africa it's just absolutely historical and to see the involvement of other african countries is going to be massive mm -hmm. because the investment into esports there as well is is really growing rapidly if not faster than how it's growing here so if you're from an african country and you want to participate in rlcs please do reach out to any of us. We'd be able to guide you in the right direction because you know we want to grow this esport, and you know Africa's you know got its time in the sun, the time in the sun, and it's going to shine. And mm -hmm. I just look forward to mm -hmm. it. Yeah, I, I honestly like. Let me just reiterate sort of what everyone has already said, and that is that if you are a potential viewer, right? If you're someone who enjoys RLCS, if you've checked out the other regions or anything like that, I highly recommend that you just jump in and check out one of the streams because what you're going to see is a team of people who care so much about the game and it is absolutely infectious. The players, you know, like, the reason I didn't really care was because I, you know, there's this sort of meme going, you know, that like SSA, oh, the quality's not as good. And maybe it's not EU NA level, but I think it's equally, you know, the best teams are as good as the best teams in APAC or OCE. And not just that, but there is a certain je ne sais quoi, you know, like <laughs> something that you can't quite put your finger on that just makes the teams so entertaining to watch. It is such a mad scramble in SSA. And it is, honestly, I don't know why it's so much more entertaining than it is. So I, as, a, as a viewer, I highly recommend it. Fantastic. Okay, well, gentlemen, Tofu Elliot, Noob Slice, thank you very much to you both of you for everything you're doing and and our and and I thank you in advance for everything you will do in the in the months and hopefully years to come as Sub-Saharan Africa looks to be a big player on the main stage from a production point of view, from a player skill and quality point of view, and 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 how long at some point in the future where a South African team 
takes it takes it at worlds or at a major to start with how awesome will that be and and we can look back at this moment when it was just birthing so thanks for taking some time to come and chat about it and 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 give your thoughts on on where we are now and where we might go so once again thank you very much so from me graybeard tofu elliot and noob slice that's a wrap <laughs>